another episode of Preferred Walk-On, a PFF college football show. I'm your host, Max Chadwick. On this show, we interview some of the biggest stars in the sport. Next up is Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, who I talked to back in June. He's my number five quarterback in college football, and he's the number three quarterback in the 2024 NFL Draft, according to PFF's lead draft analyst, Trevor Sikama. And he currently is tied for the sixth best Heisman odds, according to DraftKings, at plus 1,600. As always, check out the feature article on Bo Nix over at PFF.com. And if you want to watch the interview, check out our YouTube. Just search Preferred Walk-On. And as always, a major, major thank you to Dave Sofaro. Sets up every single one of these interviews. And we've got plenty more still coming. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. But without further ado, here he is. Oregon quarterback, Bo Nix. All right, so first question I want to ask you, dude. Obviously, your dad, Patrick, you know, the quarterback gene runs in your blood, dude. He played for Auburn, was your high school football coach as well. How much of an advantage was it learning from your dad? I I would say it was a huge advantage Um, from an early age. You know, he was my coach. Um, He taught me everything I knew about the game of football. Um, When I started playing football in seventh grade, he was the uh, varsity football coach, so he was around quite a bit. And then um, when I got to high school, obviously he was, he was my coach for, for four plus years. Um, and so he was around a lot. He, he did everything when it came to football. Um, and so I was just, you know, very fortunate to have a father um, like that, who, who was not only knowledgeable of the game, but just, you know, a very good person, very good coach. Um, you know, he just wanted the best for me. And, dude, obviously, he did a pretty good job coaching you up, man. You were a superstar recruit coming out of high school, former five-star recruit. What was that pressure like, you know, being a five-star like that? And when did you kind of know, hey, I'm better than everyone on the field right now. Maybe a, a football career is possible for me. You know, it was um, it was always a goal and a dream of mine. And so, you know, I just always worked extremely hard at it and just did my best. And um, around high school, you know, recruitment started to speed up and then that's when you kind of you kind of know you have an opportunity once you get that first um you know offer and and then it's kind of like whoa I can I can really do this and then from there it just it allows you to work even harder and um you know your your goals just kind of expand and um for me I, I always wanted to um you know be the best I could be in college but at the same time you know compete against the other guys around me and um the other quarterbacks in the country and um, that was just, you know, kind of um, in high school when you had the Elite 11 and the, um, you know, the scholarship offers and all those camps. It was just um, it was a good time to compete in in high school football. And I think that's um, was one of the most fun parts about it. I wanted to ask you a quick question about Auburn. Obviously, you know, you went there, your dad went there, too. What do you think you remember the most from your three years there at Auburn? Uh, you know, that's a loaded question. Um, just because that my whole life I wanted to play football at Auburn. And, um, so I got to accomplish my dream and I got to go and do a lot of really fun things. I was around some great people. Um, I met my wife, Izzy, um, at Auburn. Um, you know, I got to graduate from Auburn. I got my diploma from there. Um, I beat Alabama. And so, you know, I got to, I got to do some really cool things. I'm very fortunate. Um, and I say that because one of my ultimate goals was to play football at Auburn and beat Alabama. So that's why that that's important. And um, so, you know, those are the things that I remember just growing up, being an Auburn fan. That's what you kind of want to go and do. And so 
um, you know, that's what I had a chance to, to, to do when I, when I got there. And um, not only that, we had a bunch of great memories, great, great games to be a part of, um, you know, some fun seasons, some, some not so fun seasons, but that's just kind of what made me into who I am today, I believe. I love that, dude. And obviously you entered the transfer portal. One of the top quarterbacks in the transfer portal. What made you decide on Oregon ultimately when you're in the portal? Well, you know, everything kind of led to Oregon. Um, coaching staff, players, um, situation, um, you know, everything kind of halted and it was just Oregon, you know, all the way. And I kept reminding myself, asking myself, you know, why not Oregon? What does Oregon um, not provide? And it, I could not find the answer. So Oregon was by far the best situation for me. Um, and it has worked out unbelievably well, um, far better than what I could have imagined. Um, I wanted to go somewhere and give myself a chance and a chance I definitely got. And, and Oregon has, has definitely blessed me. Hell yeah, man. I love that. So I, I don't know if you're, you probably do remember this definitely, but I was looking back at your career. I was like, Oh my God, his first game was against Oregon. And you had that thrilling, obviously victory over them. How weird is it looking back as your first start ever being that thrilling win over the team that you're currently playing for? And do any of the players who maybe played on that team kind of give you flack for that game? Yeah, I still get jokes all the time, even in my second year between coaches and, and former players and, you know, fans. Um, I, I get a lot of um, heat from that one, but um, I think it's just, you know, it's ironic that that's the first team you play and then you turn around and you're playing for them. And, um, and so it, it's just, you know, part of the script that you can't make up. It's just things happen like that sometimes. It's a Hollywood script for you to, for sure, man, because obviously you've experienced ultimate highs in your career, some lows in your career too. How do you block out the noise and just focus on what's in front of you in your career? Well, you know, it, it's, it can be hard, but you got to limit your distractions. You got to limit your time on social media or you will fall into the trap of listening to what other people say. And, but then at the same time, you know, when it comes down to it, 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 it doesn't matter what, what others say, you know, they're entitled to their own opinions. And there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of opinions out there. There's just a lot of, um, you know, thoughts and there's a lot of words and actions out there and it's on a lot more than just college football. So that's just one thing you got to remember. And, you know, I have my opinions, you have your opinions, everybody is, um, you know, okay to have those. Um, but you know, you got to find your, your joy and you got to find your constant joy in something other than football or it'll make you crazy. And, um, you know, mine comes from Jesus Christ. And so I know that no matter what, no matter what happens, you know, take football out, I'm still going to be okay. Um, cause I have a faith in Jesus and, um, you know, that is what kind of motivates me and, and keeps me going and um, keeps me level headed and allows me to limit the distractions because, you know, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. I love that so much, man. Well, obviously, you know, this past season, it seemed like something really just clicked for you this year and you became one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Where do you think you grew the most when you got to Oregon? Well, you know, I think, um, you know, not only situation and, um, you know, coaches and teammates around me, but, you know, just another year of, of growth, maturity, um, you know, another year of playing in a different system and, and being able to learn something new. And, um, you know, I think we did a good job of um, doing what I was good at last year. And um, they, they um, Coach Dillingham, Coach Lanning, they, they put the ball in my hands quite a few times and just let me do what I – I did best. And, and, um, you know, like I said, we have great players around me, so it makes it really easy when you have receivers, O-line, running backs, tight ends, um, that, that are, 
very talented and you can just get the ball in their hands. And, um, you know, a lot of my big plays, a lot of, um, you know, touchdowns, all those kind of things were, were check downs or short, short throws. And so, um, don't want to take anything from them. They do a great job, um, when their numbers called. And then, um, you know, I think we just played really good as a team last year. And I think we understood the system and, um, we got after it. We played hard. We played with great effort. We didn't really, um, beat ourselves a whole lot. And, um, I think that's just the name of football. Absolutely, man. I don't want to sell yourself short either, man, because your deep accuracy I thought was some of the best in the country this past season. What would you attribute that big jump from, you know, becoming one of the most accurate quarterbacks in college football? What would you kind of attribute that to this uh, this past season? Uh, well, I think, you know, you, you look at the number of shots we took, you look at the times we threw the ball vertically. Um, it was probably a lot more than I've done in the past. Um, so I knew that, you know, once you called it once, it was going to be called again and, and over and over. And so if it wasn't there the first time, you just throw a check down. And I know they'll call it two or three plays later. And Coach Dillingham did a great job of that last year. But that's kind of just our our system here. Coach Lanning wants to implement. So we'll do that same stuff this year with Coach Stein. Um, and he understands that part of the game. He's going to, like, the carryover is going to be the same. Um, and so it's just, like I said, they just put me in those kind of situations to allow me to throw those vertical shots. And then not only that is when we threw them, they were open. Our guys went and made made plays, and so that's that's huge. And um, you know, if they weren't there, throw a check down, um, get a completion, and and sometimes that's even more of an explosive. And and so you come back and call it again, and then maybe hit the the one vertical down the field. Absolutely, man. You mentioned Coach Dillingham before. We consider him to be one of the best offensive minds in the sport. Obviously, now the Arizona State head coach. Where what do you think you learned the most from your uh, one year with Kenny Dillingham? Wow. Uh, you know, where do I start? Protections. Um, he was very, very good at um, teaching protections from a, from a standpoint of, uh, you know, not getting too complicated, just kind of um, making it easy for each quarterback in the room to understand, whether it was me who's played a lot of football or another guy who hadn't played much football or a new freshman. You know, he made it easy for all of us to understand. He was very good at coaching his stuff. Um, he knew how to take his concept and teach it how he wanted it to, to be done, how he wanted it to be run. And, and that was um, just something that translated onto the field because we were always in tune, always in sync of what he called and we knew how he wanted it to be ran. Um, and then, you know, just from um, like simple things from coverages to game plans, to um, plays, to, um, like I said, protections and scheme. You know, he he did a good job. He was a very well-rounded coach, and I'm extremely thrilled and excited for him. Um, you know, he got his dream job, and that's one thing that, you know, it, it inspires me when I'm around people and they, they get elevated um, because that means that we're all working together and we're all doing um, something right because we're all making each other better. Absolutely. You mentioned Coach Stein, too, coming over from UTSA. We love the offenses that he ran uh, for UTSA. How excited are you to, to be able to work with him this year? I'm really excited. I'm pumped. Um, even my short time with him so far, you know, I've learned a lot of football. I've learned a lot of new things. Um, he has played the position. He uh, has coached it for a long time. He's had many mentors and coaches himself. So he's kind of in my position to where he's been in a lot of systems, and that I think pays off with a, from a football mind. Um, and, you know, Coach Stein will do a great job. Um, he's very smart, um, you know, football. He's knowledgeable of the game. But at the same time, he's just, you know, a savvy coach. He, he's been there, done that. He knows what to expect. He knows what to do in certain situations. He knows how to handle us as quarterbacks because he's been in the room. Um, and so he does a really good job. I'm excited to play a full season with him.
I'm excited for that too, man. So obviously I think the best is yet to come for you, but if you had to look back and tell me, Hey, this is the best play that I've made in my career so far. What would be the one play that you would go back to and maybe, and maybe show an NFL GM or, or a college coach. If they ask you, what's the best player here, what, what play would you point to? Uh, you know, that's tough. If, um, I think just the, the best play I guess would be the one against LSU in my junior year at Auburn, but that was kind of more of a broken down play. So it's not necessarily one that's like shows like growth or strides or anything. That's just a good football play. Um, you know, there's a drive against Alabama my freshman year um, that I made it was like right before halftime, it was a two minute drill. And um, there was three throws in that drive that were, um, you know, successful. And I think it goes back to just preparation and studying and knowing what to do with the ball. And so probably that drive um, my freshman year against Alabama or the one against LSU, but, you know, there's, there's quite a few that, that I enjoy. Um, and, you know, I just kind of, or they're the ones that you don't really think about. They just, they just happen and you just, Go about it naturally. Dude, I was going to mention that LSU play. It's one of the most ridiculous plays I think I've ever seen a quarterback make, man. And you kind of have that, like, backyard football mentality at times. But this past season, you became much more of like a, a pocket passer and killing, you know, defenses from the pocket. How much do you enjoy that kind of backyard uh, mentality? And do you are you trying to focus more on, you know, developing within the pocket this upcoming season too? Well, you know, it's um, – I think if you look at the, the style of, of quarterback in today's game – you know, you're there's a there's a variety of different ways you can get the job done, right? There's a mm -hmm. lot of different things that you can do. Joe Burrow plays from a pocket, plays clean, plays quick, gets the ball out, very efficient. Patrick Holmes extends plays, one of the best to ever do it at that, very efficient. So those are like opposite ends of the spectrum, but those guys are elite quarterbacks and they're like playing at MV, MVP level um play right now. And so I think if when you look at that, you see that there's many ways to get the job done. So now what are you best at? What can you manage? And, um, you know, sometimes I've been um, been able to do both. And I think that's good. But at the same time, um, you know, not every play has to be both. So you have to make sure you do a good job of of knowing the time and place to do to do both. But at the end of the day, I think if you're efficient, you get the ball out quick and you take completions. Um you know, that's that's um, probably the best way to play. And then after that, you let the other stuff kind of happen naturally when when things break down. That's a great mix, I think, man. You mentioned Mahomes. You mentioned Burrow. What are the NFL quarterbacks that you love to watch on Sundays? And who do you try to model your game after a little bit? Uh, see, that's such a hard question. I love, I love watching Patrick Mahomes just because, um, you know, his the, the plays – that he makes are, are so incredible. Um, Joe Burrow's another one. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Those guys are just so talented, so good with the football. Um, they make very smart decisions. Um, and so it's a mix of all those guys. You know, it, it's it's hard because, you know, run around and extend plays sometimes and then sit in the pocket. And so there's not really one guy that I would necessarily say, you know, I play exactly like him. But there's a few guys at times that I think, I've been able to um, kind of represent and and do some things after, but um, I enjoy watching them all because I think you get great ideas from from everybody and you can kind of collab and make your own kind of style. 
And for Sherman, your style could have been on Sundays next year if you wanted after the unbelievable season that you had this past season. But you probably made Oregon's fans year all around the country when you decided to come back to school. What made you want to go for a round two at Oregon? Well, you know, I think after last year, it was just, um, you know, it was it was fun playing football. And, you know, you got an extra year and I just didn't want to exhaust it without giving it the best shot I had. And, um, you know, NFL will be there down the road if, if, um, whenever I want to come out, but, you know, I didn't want to give up on college and, um, you know, I felt like like there's still some things that I wanted to accomplish and I didn't want to do that and leave without having, um, you know, an opportunity. I wanted to maximize all the opportunities I could get all the time I could get in college. And with one more year, um, you know, with, with the COVID season, with one more year, I figured that, um, you know, it was just best to stay and, and continue to develop and um, have another year in another system, just showing some new things. And so, you know, extra time never hurt anybody. And so that's just what I wanted to do. So, man, when you forego the 2023 draft, obviously a lot of people were already putting you in the top conversation for the 2024 draft, you know, the lead draft analyst at PFF, Trevor Sikama, he has you as with you and Caleb Williams as the top two quarterbacks next year in next year's draft. Have you kind of paid attention to any of that 2024 hype uh, in the draft next year? Uh, you know, I think just from, from what you hear and what you see on, on certain things, naturally you, you can come across it and you know, it's out there, but you know, I'm, I'm very, you know, excited this year, at least, you know, you're relevant last year wasn't even being talked about so I think it's it's a blessing you know I was reminded the other day by somebody who's like dude isn't it cool that you're being talked about and you know I was like yes it, it is it's it's you know I'm blessed to be in this situation because a year ago you know nobody was talking about it all this kind of stuff and and so now the hard work is starting to, to show and pay off and so it's it's good to have that perspective and be reminded that you know that that is cool that that you're even in talked about um but at the same time, you know, where I come from and my point of view, my perspective is like, you know, competitive and, you know, I want to be, you know, the best that I can be and um, give myself a chance, um, you know, to be um, the best version of myself possible. And and hopefully by next year when the draft comes around, somebody else sees that they, um, you know, allow me to, to um, you know, play for them and, and maybe pick me at a higher spot. But yeah, obviously that's the end goal, but that's out of my control ultimately. And all I can do is go out there and play really good football and, and execute um, the play that's called and put the ball where it's supposed to be put. And, um, you know, that's all that's all my job really is. is it sounds that easy. Um, <laughs> and so let's try to go out there and do it again. I know for a fact it is definitely not that easy, man. But uh, I don't know if you were aware of this, but there was like this meme from your time at Auburn. It was like, oh, this is the year. Bo Nix is, is winning the Heisman this year. Now, all of a sudden, you look at uh, a lot of odds makers. You are definitely one of the top Heisman candidates for next season. Is that always been kind of like a childhood dream of yours was to take home the stiff arm trophy like that? Yes, it was. And um, I think any that's a lot of people's dreams. And that's a lot of uh, people out there who are going after it. And so – you know, it's just, um, yes, it's a goal and um, like that and being, you know, a draft pick, all this is is in there. But, you know, the ultimate one of my ultimate goals right now is to win a championship. And so it doesn't matter what kind of championship because championships lead to other championships. And so if you win one, you have a chance to play for another. And so my goal is to make it to a championship and to play and win a national or play and win a championship. And then hopefully that'll lead to another kind of championship. But 
um, you know, I think I owe that to my team. I owe that to my coaches just to do what I got to do to to help them win. Um, Cause team success um, always ends up in, in individual success. And so, um, you know, if you put the individual stuff aside, usually you'll, when you play for a bigger goal and play for, um, you know, more than just yourself, those kind of things happen a little bit easier without them even kind of being in the forefront of your mind. Um, but ultimately I just want to win a championship for Oregon and, um, you know, go out and, um, and do something in college football. But I think that's a perfect mindset, man. So what is your, why, what, what makes you get out of bed every single morning? Well, I believe that, you know, the Lord's placed me here, um, Right now, it's in Eugene, Oregon. He has put me here for a reason to to go out and impact other people, um, to be a great leader, to be a great teammate, um, to be very coachable um, with my coaches, to be, you know, a great role model for kids who want to be grow up and be, um, you know, something like myself. And hopefully, they're even better when they get to this opportunity. And um, you know, I just want um, to be, you know, a light to other people and and to show that you know. Um, there's a lot more out there than, than just football and just success and just wins and even adversity. Like, you know, you, you're bigger than all this kind of stuff that you're thrown at. Um, and, you know, I've been through, you know, all of it, the good and the bad. And, um, you know, I'm still here, still the same guy. And so I just want to show, show that to other people and be an impact to those, um, you know, around me. And, um, ultimately it's my teammates who I'm around every day. It's the staff and, um, it's the administration, everybody that I see each and every day, um, in the, at the complex. And, um, you know, if I'm making their lives better then um, you know, that's my why. And that's why I do it. I love that, man. So you obviously have one of the coolest stories in college football, but I think one of the coolest stories as well is the fact that your adopted brother, Tez Johnson, who was a superstar wide receiver at Troy. Now he's playing with you at Oregon. How cool is it that next year you're going to be throwing passes to your adopted brother? You know, it's, it's, um, it's probably even cool to, it's cooler than, than I can even like explain to y'all just because of his, his, um, his story and, um, our story, how him and our family, we go, um, you know, back to high school and we were high school teammates and, um, you know, his dream when, when, as soon as he got into our, in our house, um, he wanted to be an Oregon football player and long story short, we get all the way to here and now it, it happened. Um, and you know, it's the things you can't make up. It's the stuff in life that, that you just walk by faith and you do what you're supposed to do and you follow your heart. And then all of a sudden you end up and you have, um, you have what you want and you have, um, you know, your adopted brother doing what he was always wanted to do. And, and 10 years ago, he, he thought it could be true, but he never really actually thought it could be true. And so now that it has come true, it just shows that, you know, everybody can do anything. And if you just keep working hard and, if you get in the right situation and, and you do your best then you never know what could happen. Um, and so our family is extremely excited for him. Um, you know, we're excited to play on the same field again. We're excited to be teammates. Um, and we both want the same thing. We both want Oregon to be as successful as possible. I love that, man. It's not even like a feel good story either. Cause he truly is like one of the better receivers in college football. What do you think he's going to bring to that offense next year? And when he was in the portal, was it kind of difficult? Was it like a hard recruitment for him to come to Oregon? It was always like, okay, he's coming to Oregon. You knew immediately. Well, I think first, just from his, um, just from knowing his dreams and his goals, I knew that Oregon was going to be um, tough for him to say no to. And sure <laughs> enough, when he got the opportunity, it wasn't even close, but um he just adds, you know, a spark. He He's very, um, he's hard to cover one-on-one. -on -one. He's just a savvy receiver. He's just, 
he gets open, he catches the ball. And, um, you know, there's a, there's like pass catchers and then there's receivers like pass catchers catch the ball, you know, and they, they get the job done, but receivers go to that extra, like the, the next level and they like receive the ball. They just go and get it wherever it is. They get open, they receive the ball, they help move the sticks, they make explosive plays. Um, and you know, I'd put him in that category of receiving. He, he just, he makes your job easy. He just gets open. He, he plays bigger than what he is. He's, he's faster, um, you know, tough, um, and I just think that he's going to provide, you know, a great extra tool for our receiver room because um, they're so different and they all do different things and they're all going to play really well off of each other. Um, you know, you got Troy coming back, you got Chris coming back, and then you got guys like Trey and, and Tez who are going to add to the mix. And, um, you know, I think we got even more in the room that are going to do some really good things. And so I'm excited about that room. Um, I think they're going to be really good. I'm excited for that room too. Dude. So you mentioned in a past interview before how, you know, back when you're at Auburn, you were eager just to make it to the NFL. Now that is maybe your last season of college football. Are you taking it all in this season? Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, I always wanted to, to, um, you know, be a really good draft pick and, and to go play in the NFL. But um, at the same time, you know, I don't want to give up what I have now. Um, for those dreams, because those will those will come someday. I have an opportunity to chase after those. But right now, you know, college football, you only get one time. You only get three to five years of it usually. And um, you know, I've obviously maximized all that the, all that I can out of it. But you know, it's just because I've continued to grow and develop. Um, and I think that that has helped me get to where I am today. And and there's a lot that I still um, you know, want to grow and develop into, um, in another season of college football will help me do that. And I'm excited for the future, but at the same time, I, I love where I'm at right now. I love the present. And, um, I think just each day is a gift that I get to go up there and work with, um, the people I get to, to work with and, and the teammates that I get to play with. And, um, you know, I'm just very fortunate, very blessed to be in this situation. So your offensive coordinator now, Will Stein, says he calls you Coach Bo because you're basically another offensive coordinator on the field for them. So I wanted to put you in a situation now. Say it's fourth and ten, game on the line. What is the play call that you're drawing up? What coverage are they going to play? Let's say cover two. All right, cover two. So, um, you know, you can always win with four verticals, um, especially in that situation, fourth and ten. Um, you want to push the ball down the field. You do not want to get – tackled in front of the sticks. So you want to be able to push it past the sticks with a catch um, and then tackle situation. Um, but at the same time, you always got anything intermediate. You know, you can go three by one. You can send two and three vertical with a dig by number one and maybe um, either an under by the backside or a corner to hold the safety. Um, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, you know, it also depends on your personnel. Um, so in that situation, we'll get one of our guys in a, in a good matchup and um, let him do what he does really well. Um, and, you know, I think fourth and 10 is not obviously where you want to be at, but at the same time, fourth and 10 is is possible. Um, and it happens all the time. You get in fourth and 10 and people get it and you're like, what happened? I think it's because defenses get a little bit softer and offenses don't have a choice but to be aggressive. Um, and so I would either run four verts um, because that's probably the best pass play in football if you're good at it, or I'd run, you know, clear out, dig over the middle. I love that, man. So Coach Bo has kind of a nice ring to it, man. Your dad obviously is a, is a coach now as well. After you put on the gold jacket, after you're an NFL Hall of Famer, do you think coaching is something that you'd uh, be willing to go into afterwards? Yes, I've always wanted to, to coach. And, um, 
for whatever reason that may be. I've always wanted to be a um, you know, a high school football coach and go back to to Friday night lights and where football is at its purest form, I think that's where I want to be. And um, you know, can coach my sons if I have them, be around my family and um, you know, just enjoy the experience of um, you know, being around um just pure football that that people are playing because they're having fun and that um you know it's it's just it's the town's um way of life and it's just very fun and there's nothing like friday nights to me i love that man friday nights are, are something different for sure so i want to ask you a couple more questions i really appreciate the time man so what is the farthest that you've ever thrown have you ever measured how far you've ever thrown and what is the farthest that you think you've, you've ever thrown a football in your career uh, my senior year of high school, actually, it was, um, you know, I think it was the semifinals in the playoffs. It was the snap actually went over my head. And so I had to like kind of retreat about 15, 20 yards. So when I got the ball, one of my receivers was kind of running back there in the back because the defense kind of don't know what to ha- like. They never know what to do if it's a bad snap. Like, do I stop? Do I run after the ball? Do I kind of wait? So sometimes you get a broken down play and things actually work out. So I saw one of my receivers just running deep and I threw it, you know, kind of as far as I could, but just chunked it. And the ball just kind of kept going and he kept running and the DBs kept backing up. And there was like a, like a bunch of them and it kind of like hit him up, like hit one of them, like probably in the head and the ball bounced backwards. But if it would have landed, it would have probably landed around 70, 72 yards, I think. Um, with adrenaline and with like, you know, just chunking it as far as you can. Um, I haven't come close to that again, but um, probably on a normal day, I can throw it 63 to 65 yards. Dude, 70 yards as a senior in high school. That is absolutely ridiculous, man. But uh, that that's, that's insane. I can't believe you did that. I got to look up that play for sure. What do you think separates you, man, from other quarterbacks in college football, though? I just I think my competitiveness and just um you know at any point in the game not like refusing to quit just putting everything on the line um going out there and playing as hard as I can for the guys beside me and um you know doing whatever I have to do to win the game um and at times you know I think that competition is coming um you know very handy at the end of the games and it's just you know it's a joy it, to me if I have the ball last I love it. That's, that's where I want to be. That's, that's what I want. That's how I want the game to end. You know, obviously if we don't beat them by a lot and if we, we don't have the game and um, you know, in our, in our hands, but if it's close and you know, it's, it's getting tight at the end of the game, you know, I definitely want the football. And there's a lot of guys with that, with that trade, a lot of guys in college football want, want that same thing. And um, you know, I would say that I am one of them because um, I just think that's when, you know, it's the most fun. I think football is the most fun when, when it's, when it's that close and the game's on the line. I love that mentality, man. Last question I want to ask you, what should we college football fans expect not only from Bo Nix next year, but the Oregon Ducks as well? I think we're going to be very consistent again. I think, um, you know, we have the skill players to be very good. Um, you know, we're going to be new up front with new experience up front, but those guys um, are really good football players. I'm excited for those guys to really, get on the field for the first time, a lot of new guys, but a lot of guys that sit behind some veteran guys that are going to have their chance to go out there and do what they do best. And, you know, I'm excited to work with Coach Stein. He's going to do a really good job for us. Um, we're going to spread the ball out, uh, around, um, get the balls, get the ball in the hands of our playmakers and then let them um, do what they do best.
Well, this is a fantastic interview, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out. Thank you, of course. I appreciate you having me, and go Ducks.